So guys, you think the Great Wall of China was worth it or not? Um, I don't think it was worth it because many peasants and soldiers died. About how many? About 400,000 people, which was almost 80% of China's population at the time. Yeah, many soldiers and workers died from either protecting or building the wall. Protecting the wall from who? The show knew they were people on the outside of China, and they really wanted to come into China. So they had to battle with the soldiers. That's why a lot of soldiers died. Wait, who was moved to the wall? Um, peasants were forced to move to the wall to help um, build and like feed the soldiers and stuff. But when they were moved there, they weren't told that they were going to be moved permanently. So a lot of them tried to escape after time. During which dynasty were they moved permanently? So for the for the Qin, they were moved permanently. But then after the Qin dynasty, when the Han took over, all the soldiers would have to work there for two to five years, so like they could go back to their family and then fight other wars to help the the kingdom or the dynasty. Where would the people that were working on the working on the wall live? On the border of the wall. In like their own villages? Yeah, they would be in their own villages. They would have up to a thousand houses like on each like wall. So yeah. What were the weather conditions in when they were building the wall? Um, the weather conditions got up to in the winter negative thirty five degrees, so it was really cold and really hard to work out there. Like yeah. And many of the peasants that moved there didn't have much food because most of the crops that they grew went to the soldiers and workers. Wait, when they were building the wall, did it hurt the access to other civilizations? Yes, because other people that want to trade, they had to go through one road, which is the Silk Road, to get through the Great Wall. How did they keep the Xiongnu from using the Silk Road to get into China? The Han had to give silk over to the Xiongnu just for them to stay away from it. They gave the silk both in caddies or threads and in bales. Each year, they would give them more so they could stay out. And the reason that they gave them was to bribe them. How would they know if they got through to, to the wall? Well, there would be smaller villages with walls within China, and there were sandy fields that, um, so if the Xiongnu got in, the soldiers would be able to see their footprints and know that people had invaded. And also, there was two walls to protect them that were 209 meters out. So if they did, there were sandy fields in between it so they could tell that they got in. Yeah, the invaders would leave footprints on the sandy roads. And if they did find footprints, then they would find them and begin war or battle. Okay, so I already know that there were two dynasties that were busy building the wall, the Qin and the Han. How did the Qin and the Han differ from each other building the wall? Well, 300,000 men from the Qin's army were ordered to build the wall and guard until complete, but uh, soldiers ordered to, to work on the wall for the Han Dynasty were only ordered to stay there for five years. Yeah, so, and also, many people from the Qin Dynasty um, died from sickness and hunger and extreme heat or cold.
but there are no exact numbers for deaths, but many people died. Wait, so does that mean that the Han was less busy building the wall than the Chin? Yeah. So they had other things to worry about than building the wall? Yes. Most likely, probably. Um, also, the Han did, like, much worse, like, protecting the wall. It says, heavy fighting against the Chengdu during much of the 2nd century BC or or Qin Qin campaign in 104 BC reported 80% of Han's casualties, a terrible cost of protecting the wall. So, where was the wall? It was in the north where the Chengdu were so that they wouldn't come but how did the disadvantages weigh out the advantages? Well, um, the wall didn't protect all armies from getting in, and the Shangdu were still invaded China a number of times. Um, eventually, they even took over China, so that's a reason, a main reason, why it didn't outweigh the cost. Uh, also, what's it called? Um, it says that. There were so there's a lot, uh, there's a disadvantage because while the Han were building it, they were fighting the Shangnu, and then they did not do very good protecting the wall, so they, they just in. paid more money basically for nothing where they could have saved money. Where they could have saved the silk. All right, I get it now. Okay, so now let's look at a Chinese poem describing the life of the Han cavalry or Holish Pack soldier. So it says, we fight south of the wall, we die north of the wall. If we die and buried in the wilds, our corpses will feed the crows. The waters run deep and turbulent, the reeds grow dark and murky. The cavalry fight to the death, their exhausted steeds pace up and down, flinging. If the rice isn't harvested, how will you eat? Wait, why wouldn't the rice be harvested? So the rice wouldn't be harvested because the peasants and farmers were moved to the wall to start building it. And their time was occupied, so they couldn't go and harvest rice, and that's why there wasn't as much food there. Yes, and they were also complaining. Although we are willing to serve loyally, how can we live this way? You'll be remembered worthy, honest soldiers. We sally forth at dawn, but do not return at dusk. They also worked seven days a week, and and in the winter it was very cold, and during eight months of winter they had. All right, so if it says, if we die unburied in the wilds, our corpses will feed the crows. So if they die building the wall from exhaustion, they would just be left there and, they, and nobody would care about the corpses? Yeah, and they were working really hard and they weren't on it. What was the line? We sally forth at dawn, but do not return at dusk me. So we sally forth at dawn means that they go to find the Shangnu, but they do not return at dusk, which means that they died there. Wait, wait, wait. Did they die by building the wall or um or fighting the Shangnu or both? Both, because the Shangnu, while they were building the wall, still had the opportunity to come into China because there was no wall. So that could have made um that could have made when they died, they could have made more people even come to the wall and more people would have get gotten mad and like helped the Shangnu because they wanted to escape. Yeah, that's exactly why it was it wasn't worth the cost. Um, what's it called? So another line it says 
The waters run deep and turbulent. The reeds grow dark and mercury. What do you guys think that line means? The reeds grow. The reeds grow means that um it it gets harder and harder to get past the wall, and the turbulent waters basically means the same thing. Oh. And because they're getting so murky, they're probably old. Yeah. yeah so it's so smaller. Wait, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Through. What does it mean by "you will be remembered worthy, honest soldiers"? That means that no one has cared for the soldiers, but other soldiers knew how important um, they were. Yeah, exactly. And to how build much they fought for the wall to help build the wall. So, in a letter written by Chao Kuo, the imperial secretary of the Han Dynasty, it says. The Shengnu live on meat and cheese, wear furs, and possess no house of field. They move like birds and animals in the wild. Wait, what does it mean by those first two sentences? Well, it basically means that they're constantly moving, trying to get past the wall and into China. They stop only at places which abound in grass and water, which of one of which will start them, them moving again. So, I think that line means... They stop only at grass and water, maybe to like, they stop at water to get water, and then they stop at grass maybe to like eat, I think. Wait, what do you mean by they stop at grass? It wouldn't be like where like the people are at grass and water? Like that's like a clue to civilization, and that's how they might want to get into China, right? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it was not worth the cost, because the Xiongnu were moving everywhere, and the soldiers literally didn't keep up with them. Yeah, when they were moving, they moved to where there weren't, like, any, with where the wall wasn't built yet, and then they had to go and build it, and so soldiers had to guard over there, and that's why they had to put up watchtowers to guard if they were there or not. Yeah, I have another question. Also in Document B, it says, People, slaves, convicts, and willing peasants should be selected to settle along the border areas permanently who can set up families and grow food grains while getting prepared against the possible invasion by the Shangnu. By willing, why would they be willing to go permanently to somewhere where they have to make all like a village for themselves? Well, they probably weren't willing. They um, just told them that it would be for a couple of years until the wall was done. And that um, maybe since they were peasants, they didn't get lots of food. So that they maybe they thought that they would get food there. But then they didn't tell them that they would be with their permanently. So all that discussion is probably why the, the costs outweigh the advantages? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because if they weren't willing, then... They wouldn't want to go there, and they would probably die, which will give uh, more cost to the wall. Also, it says, for the immigrants in such border areas, the government will construct walled cities well protected by high walls, deep moats, and catapults and thorns. So, I think that means, like, it says they were protected, but the Shangnu would keep invading. So... They technically wouldn't be invading. They technically wouldn't be protected by the walls if they kept going right through the walls. Yeah, so these are all reasons why the, the wall was not worth it. Yeah, all right. It was a good talk on today's podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.